live with episode 103. This is 103, right? Let me look. Yep, it's episode yes. 103, 103 of Super Deformed Games Cast, SDGC. Sorry, guys. Um, the alcohol is already starting to take hold. Anyway, uh, as, man, shut up. Don't shake your head at me. You're drinking what? Bullet bourbon? What would what, you say that was? That's right. How much did you pay for that? $13? You can't even breathe. You're drinking it. You're like, $13. Hold up, Zach. Bullet is $13 there? Yep. I have a. I mean, that's a little guy. Okay, I was going to say, mine was like 40 bucks Canadian. Well, you know. We're off to a very focused start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, so uh, welcome, everybody. As you guys can see, um, we have two very cool guests on tonight. Well, one of them you can see right down here in the bottom of the screen, and the other one, uh, his... He is such a good-looking man that it literally destroyed his camera the moment he exposed his face to it. Um, but we'll, we'll introduce uh, Steve Blomkamp first. Um, Steve, you're a good friend of ours. You're an awesome dude. And it's been a while since you've been on the podcast, so we are really happy you're back on, man. This is this is great. Oh, thanks. thanks for having me. And, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, are you, though? Because you're not wearing your sake shirt. And I'm a little... I'm a little... I don't know. I don't want to say it's, offended. It's a protest. It's a protest. It's a protest. Yeah, after after the last podcast I was on, where you all demonstrated that you have no idea how top one hundred lists work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm just refusing to support you guys well, now. I'm just here to we be. We know angry. exactly how they work. Final Fantasy VI goes at number forty three, oh, and then God. everything else goes around that. Bullshit. That is such <laughs> exactly. It still hurts so bad. I hate. I I hate all of you. Rico's spots forty two to one, and we all know that. So. Oh my God, that's so bad. Um, and uh, we also have, we also we also have our good friend Wout, who is at uh, at the hashtagonist on Twitter. He does all kinds of cool video game journalism stuff, and of course, you guys can't see him, but he's up in the top corner with his amazing new avatar. Wout, you are a good friend of ours, and we always love having you on. I think this is what like your third time on, fourth maybe. He might still be muted. Wout, are you still muted? Yes. There he is. Okay. <laughs> I said very specifically before we started, one of my mouth starts moving while you unmute me. I, I, I thought I did, but I probably need to reverse. You I was like have, you breaking have the rules. literally failed us all. All of us. Hi. Thank you for having me uh, again. <laughs> so this is what? Like, this is what? Like your third time on? Third time, I think so, yeah. Third time, Although the top 100 list, uh, I, I tried to forget that one. So let's, uh, let's get them all again on that. I one. waffle between whether or not that is our best episode or our worst episode and i feel like it's a little bit of both maybe a little bit of both i feel like we're still going to be talking about this a year from now we're going to be talk, talking about the episode <laughs> and um as for regular panel members uh we got zach what's going on my dude hey uh not a whole lot hope everybody's doing good today drinking that cheap ass bullet and uh <laughs> meanwhile i am uh, i am sipping on the finest dragon's milk uh, bourbon stout because uh, I'm a man of t- taste and class uh, and uh, Finn is here as well down in the corner uh, dude it is always good to have you on you missed last week right I've missed the last three yeah sorry you're just not that important to me so I can't remember when you've been on or not um, that's been party like the last <laughs> weeks that's now. why I haven't been on for three weeks I know I just, you actually uh, look you look exhausted I mean you know, in a good really way like though. when you say that to them people really way. like when you tell them that. you look exhausted <laughs> in a very handsome way like does anyone ever take that as a compliment? Yes. Or maybe maybe he means like maybe he means like gruff dad. Ooh, that's a good I mean, one. Thank, I accept that. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the, the save, Zach. I, appreciate I, just, that. I look very gruff and manly. You know, might be a dad. We don't. 
Yeah. I mean, you don't know my life. Not yet. Anyway, at least, hell, yeah, I don't know your past. And uh, we've also oh, got... We've also got Jeff. Uh, Jeff, I want to congratulate you on uh, the return of Pause for Popcorn, my man. Thank you. Yeah, we recorded a review of Black Panther the other day, and it went pretty good. It was fantastic. It was it was, it was a really good it was a really good episode, man. Um, was nice. it? And what's nice is that as I was watching it, you just kind of slipped right back into that role, man. Um, and <laughs> it was it was really it was really good to see you, dude. When can we expect the next one? Uh, we will see. There's some chatter around that new movie, and I. So, um, maybe, yeah, maybe the next couple of weeks we might have something. Awesome. Schedules line up. Awesome. It's good to see that back, man. And, uh, Jay, our social media guy, dude, you're, yeah, you continue to do a fantastic What's job. What's up? I, I, I am, I am a liqueur. Oh. It is the orange flavor liqueur. It has no calories. And it's good. But if it's it really has no, good. If, if it has no calories, what's the awesome. point? Awesome. It's supposed to make you big like me. It's supposed to make you hefty like I am, man. I'm getting hefty so, in the wrong way. Hey, John. Some some of us are trying to live a straight edge life, so like you know, no drugs, <laughs> no alcohol. So <laughs> you got it, man. All right. So um, uh, there's been some video game news that has happened this week that we want to get into. Uh, but first, as always. Let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing this week, and then I want to get into what Steve and Wout have been up to because they've been doing some really cool shit. So I want to, you know what? Let's start with our guests. Wow, why don't you start us off, man? What are you playing this week, dude? I'm still playing Monster Hunter, as everybody else it seems. But I also been playing, and I want to talk about this with everyone. Iconoclast on the PlayStation Vita. Yes, my man. Yes. Because that is probably one of my favorite games of the year so far. I know we're only February, but that game is amazing. It is fucking outstanding. Yes. I'm right at the uh, final so boss I, right now. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Um, like, if, if you haven't played this game, like the, I, I'm not even sure how to describe it. It's like a platformer, but with a JRPG-level story in it. Um, and it completely took me by surprise. Dude, it's um, a dark fucking I, story. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I did not see that coming. Like, like it it gets dark. It gets dark quick, and it starts off so light uh, and funny, and then at the end you're like, oh my god, this is some some real material they yeah. they're throwing at you for a platform Metroidvania game like thingy on the Vita, no less. Well, I, can I just say, wow, that Agent Black is a nomination for the best villain in years. Oh yeah. She is so good. She's such a good. She's such a good fucking yeah. character. Oh, yeah, man. and Mina is probably one of my favorite characters, sidekick yes. characters that I've seen in a long, long time. Like she's she's so sassy, and for like that art style, there's a lot of expression going on. Uh, and, and it's there, there's one scene that I, I remember where she gets like really, really angry, and how he did that is just amazing. This is one dude who made this whole game over the past ten years. Um, I highly recommend it. If you have a Vita, it's almost a must-buy. And it's it's cross-buy. You buy it once, you get another PS4 in, in your Vita. So I'm, I'm like wholeheartedly shilling for this game because everybody should <laughs> wait till you, wait till it comes to my turn dude i'm gonna i'm gonna spend my i'm gonna spend my time just completely talking about iconoclasts um uh, good. but this is a game that would be perfect on switch by the way nintendo yes yes Please. um I, I think the dude needs a little break after 10 years but uh, they should just send him some of the nintendo money and, and make sure it happens i just want to point out wow you made a good point one fucking guy made this game oh yeah it's, it's not oh, yeah, over 10 years 
yeah unbelievable he's a super nice guy too because i i got a code to to review it and at some point i i was sure that i broke the game because i i did something where i had to make a jump and i grabbed the block and threw it out of off the screen so i couldn't reach it so i contacted him i was like dude i think there's a like a a game breaking thing because oh no there's actually a secret double jump in this game i was like what and this is like 14 hours in that i discovered a secret double jump that i didn't even know about it's so, super cool. Can you really quickly, for those of us like myself who haven't played it, really quickly give me a rundown on how the gameplay works? Yeah, so it has the main mechanics, I guess, is running shooting. Um, but the third one is you ha- your weapon is a big wrench. So uh, the, most of the puzzle mechanics um, work with the wrench. Like You have to wrench doors to open them, and then they either open permanently or close slowly. Uh, it also acts as a somewhat of a grappling hook on um when, when you see bolts hanging in the air you can jump from bolt to bolt by hitting them with your wrench um but it's 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 a platformer with some with some gunplay um there's only a couple of guns in there like you have the bomb you have the the ray beam um but it's it just works together so incredibly well and then he wove a story through it that will keep you going um like i have never i don't think i've ever seen it in a platform a story like that to be honest i, I gotta tell you awesome. like wow sorry sorry ding, to jump ding, in but, ding, but ding, ding. man dude this the story is most is the most surprising part of the package for me i was not expecting that oh no not at all not at all it's, it's a very good very very nice surprise and, and it would work without the story too because the gameplay itself is solved it is it'd be, um, it'd be so fucking good but this takes to another level i think Awesome, dude! I, oh, I'm so glad you brought up Iconoclast, man. Anything else you want to mention before, before we move on to Steve? Well, Monster Hunter is still is still taking all my time. It's it's a perfect dad game for me. I can just jump in for 30, 40 minutes, and then go on with my not with, with on my life. And uh, I haven't completed the story yet, but it's uh, just fun, especially with friends. Story? With friends is even better. Yeah, well, I, the story mission, Steve. I, I find the game, <laughs> the I find, I find the game like borderline unplayable without friends, but that's that's a whole. That's yeah, I'm doing air quotes when I say story, but you can't <laughs> yeah, see that. Yeah, which we yeah, <laughs> can't see you. Um, all right, well we'll uh, we'll move on to we'll move on to Steve. Steve, what have you been gaming up this week, man? Uh, I've been playing a horrendous amount of Escape from Tarkov. Mm. You're gonna have so... to tell me. Okay, uh, yeah. So, so can you explain? Because I don't know much about this game. Okay, so basically it's in beta at the moment, uh, closed beta. I think it's going to be open beta later, end of this year or something, or middle of the year. And it's basically Daisy, the best parts of Daisy mixed with a little bit of PUBG mixed with, uh, I don't know, maybe just those two. It's a, it's a hyper-realistic, uh, not not specifically Battle Royale, but there is an element of, there's a bunch of players on a map that's sort of open world, like a mini, it's a much smaller map. A series of small events. I'm explaining this terribly. <laughs> no, dude, keep it up. Keep going, man. It's uh, it's it's just. I didn't realize I was a sadomasochist until I played this game, and now it's 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 <laughs> ticking those boxes for me. That's awesome. It's very punishing. Like you 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 spawn into a round with your gear, and that's essentially what you're gambling with. So if you die, you lose everything. Who's the developer uh, on that? Uh, it's some Russian developer, Battle State Games, I think. Okay. It's not on Steam at the moment, but you can you can buy the buy into the beta. It's a uh, stalker inspired, right? 
Uh, I think there's definitely elements of that because there are. Or at survival... least aesthetically, it's close. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's set in like a fictional Russian uh, landscape. Uh, there are survival elements as well as the sort of very realistic gun dynamics. And Sounds almost like stuff. Metro. A little bit. Kind of, but it's more set in contemporary times. It's not okay. sci-fi at all. Oh, oh okay. interesting. Okay, so there's not, like, there's not like mutated cannibals and monsters running around. And Okay, no. that makes sense. Just you and other players and AI soldiers. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Yeah, anything, really cool. a, a, anything else you're playing this week you want to you wanna rap about? Uh, nope, nope. I'm supposed to be playing Kingdom Come Deliverance. I just can't bring myself to start it for some reason because Tarkov is consuming my life. <laughs> It's been a difficult year for games, man. Like, like when you think about 2017 up till now, man, there's been so many fucking games to play. I find myself getting pulled in so many different directions. It's it's driving me crazy. Um, all right, dude. Thank you so much for, for chiming in with that. Uh, why don't we go ahead and move on to... You know what? Since Finn has been gone for three weeks, let's start with Finn. Have you... So, I guess here's the question. Have you been playing anything at all, or have you been uh, waking up uh, in a hotel room in... In, uh, it, yeah, you know what? I'm going to let you explain where you've been the past three weeks. Just, just admit that you had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Dude, you know what? This, this really is some strong funny. shit, and I'm drinking it quickly, okay? Okay. No, no, I mean, uh, I mean, for one week, I was in Mardi Gras, so I didn't do anything. But I came back, and I've kind of been, uh, I played Shadow of the Colossus for the very first time. You never played that before. Well... Yes and no. I had played it on the PS2, beaten the first Colossus, and then dropped it for reasons I can no longer remember why. And then it had been in my backlog perpetually, and I just recently beat it. The Shadow of the Colossus is finally off the backlog. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Oh, I don't have enough time for three minutes. <laughs> uh, good. I can see why it's so beloved. Uh, I didn't have camera issues like everyone else seemed to. I was playing along with Saki, and we... It was kind of fun just trying to figure out each pattern and trick to taking down each Colossus together. So uh, we, we kind of, I don't want to say predicted the story, but you could tell where it was going and it was not going to be good. Uh, and now I'm just consumed with how it connects to Ico, Ico, if it does, if it's just fan theories or something. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I beat Iconoclasts. Um, absolutely love that game. Mm-hmm. So high five to Woot. For having excellent taste. Did you say Woot? Um, Did you say Woot? Yeah, I'm, I'm calling him Woot. That's his name for me. Get over it. He's not an emoji. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Woot. Although he could be uh, an emoji. Anyway, please continue. I, I'm on the, the final uh, story campaign of Dragon Ball Fighters. Because um, damn, do I love that game. Go Lord Yamcha. Best character of all. Uh. <laughs> I played an iOS game called Florence, which is less. Oh, I've heard it's great. I've heard about that too. It's less of a game and more just an interactive web comic that kind of hits you in the feels. Uh, But I quite enjoyed it for for what it was. It was a very brief and uh, nice experience. Uh, I want to say that's it Monster Hunter, Dragon Ball, Shadow, Iconoclasts. Yeah. But uh, it's it's been busy. I picked up Secret of Mana, but I haven't jumped in that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Looking forward to Nino Kuni. I want to play Dragon Ball so bad, but I don't want to drop sixty on it because I only gonna play the story. Finn what is system? It, Finn is about Finn uh, is about PS4. to Hold on, everybody, get ready for the shilling. Here comes the shilling. Uh-oh. What? No, please. Just, I I think it's a very good game, 
and everyone should play it. That's I have no horse in this race. Oh no! Don't stop there, Finn. Please, I know you want to cut loose. So bad, but I feel like I shouldn't. I talked to my students about the Dragon Ball fighting game yesterday. It's been a huge hit. A really huge hit. I'll tell you, it, I, it's selling well, too, right? Yes. very. Yeah. I mean, it only was outsold by Monster Hunter. That's fucking nuts. I, I bought it. I bought it the weekend it came out. Uh, and I played it one time for 30 minutes while my girlfriend got ready before we went out to dinner. And I haven't touched it since. And I feel really bad because, like, what I played was fine. See, but I don't think I'm coming back. Oh, my God, who just dropped something? Wow, somebody oh, just, like, dropped me. dead. That was really... I hope you're uh, okay. Yeah, are you all right? Yeah, Whatever that, that was? That was my mic. Or my, my oh. camera that I just threw. Like, <laughs> wow, it's throwing okay. shit around. Well, I'm glad, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm huh. good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who, who's next? What you guys been playing? Well, I think Finn was still going. Oh, Finn, keep it going. Let's keep go. Going. I, this I, train I, doesn't I, stop, Finn. I, 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 I did the ding ding ding. I hit my time limit. I just, oh, did, I we hit his, did Finn hit his time it. limit? Yeah, he okay. did. I did the ding ding ding. Okay, so here's my question. Jay, and Jay, you were the deciding official on this, so do, don't feel bad about saying yes or no. Since Finn has been gone for so long, should we give him another minute? You're the timekeeper, so it's up to you. This is a big decision. Oh, uh, shit. Fuck. Um, sure, why not? Finn, Let's you got one more minute. minute. Go. Okay. Go. Okay. Go, 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 go. We just spend a minute deciding that. that. One, one minute. Go, We're Finn. just going to spend this minute. Yeah, he can only talk about Dragon Ball Fighters. How Dragon Ball Fighters mm. has vindicated. Okay, so for my entire adult childhood life, Yamcha's been my favorite character, and I've been shit on for liking him because he's been quote-unquote garbage because people don't understand things and they use facts. But in Dragon Ball Fighters, he's legitimately one of the better characters. And now that we got Dragon Ball uh, in Evo, we live in a timeline where most likely Yamcha will be streaming in the championship on ESPN, live from the Mandalay Bay Arena at Evo, and I, 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 just, I cry tears of joy. And that, that's really all that it comes down to. Uh, Yamcha's the best. Lord Yamcha will think fist life. What? I'm done. Well, I, just, I, just wanted to give, I just wanted to give Finn a minute to shell because I know he wanted it so bad. <sighs> Dragon Ball Fighters. Not Dragon Ball Fighter C. It's in stores now. It's $60. And it's good. You know what? Uh, you know, I, heard their, I heard their marketing team is uh, very amazing and just awesome people. Um, why can't we? Why can't we get some sponsorship then, Finn? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. You don't know. You're not. You're not chilling know. SDGC hard enough. I need to. I'm so sorry. I'll do better. Chill harder next time, Finn. Anyway, let's move on to. Uh, you know what? Let's go to Jay. Jay, what you been playing this week, buddy? Oh, hold on. Let me start the timer. Um, I haven't been playing a lot this week. I've been playing a lot of Steep. If you don't follow me on Twitter, um, Steep Clips, because I've been playing a lot of Steep. Game when I go off work. It's just nice and relaxing. You posted this one clip. I I finally hooked up my PlayStation 2 to my new TV, because I haven't done that in the two months I've owned my new TV. And I started Tony Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 again. But it's still an excellent, excellent game. Mm -hmm. Like, I came to the realization that this is, like, the last, like, 
when I think of the Tony Hawk games, I always think, I always think like Tony Hawk games and errors. Like I think one through three is the classic error. I think five, I think four through like American Wasteland is like the. I, I don't know. I think of, like I think of like the Tony Hawk games and errors, and like I think Tony, Hawk, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three is like the last like true Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game. Yeah, it's really weird to. Ex- like it's not like a trick attack game it feels like an actual skateboarding game and i don't know it's nice um though i miss i miss having the ability to like get off your board that in the later games to be honest i'd love another fuck i'd love a good tony hawk uh skater game again never gonna tony hawk one. We, we haven't had a good tony hawk game since project eight no so it's been a long time how about the latest is one that, a couple years is ago? that the one where you stand on the physical board and try and kickflip and destroy <laughs> no, that's you. tony hawk ride <laughs> yeah. tony hawk ride and and I, and I did own tony hawk ride i bought it actually whoa you were the one you, person who yeah. bought a copy of that game wow okay i got, I got that's my gift card for my birthday or christmas one year and like it was already on clearance and i got it for like five dollars was was that the one where they're like hold up your skateboard to the Xbox 360 Connect and we're gonna scan in your board? Yeah. Was that, was... Remember when that was a thing <laughs> for like a minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or was supposed yeah, to... I've I've I, I've also been playing. Um, if you guys don't know about this, there's a mod for Toon Hawks Underground Two on the computer called Thug Pro, and it pretty much like it's trying to streamline streamline all the old Tony Hawk games and like put them into like one ultimate package, and you can play it online with like other people, and it's a lot of fun. Thug Pro is actually my Reddit handle. Weird. <sighs> that is Shut totally up, weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I've been I've been playing a lot of extreme sports games this week, which is not a problem with me at all. I miss extreme sports games. I'm kind of glad that Steep came along because it's remind me why I love games like this so much. So, you guys just need another Tony Hawk game to put in your top ten. Yeah, there are three words enough. There are a lot Actually, of things if we can I had put, put one more, if I had to put one more in my top ten, it would probably our top one hundred. It would definitely be Tony Hawk's Underground. And with that, I am done. We all know <laughs> that Final Fantasy VI is the is the is probably the number two game of all time. At the, at the least. Yeah, behind which I think behind which three. I think at the Tony Hawk's Underground has to be six. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying Final Fantasy VI okay. was fucking robbed by some bullshit because of because of the rules. Um, yes, that's all I'm saying. But, but I want to. You, you know what? Know well, well, also, to the rules. also, I I think that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 influenced the game industry more than Final Fantasy 6 did, so... Oh, God. You are fucking smoking some incredibly potent peyote, and I want you to send me some immediately, because I want to be as high as you are right now. Hmm. I'm just saying, Jay. I'm just saying. But anyway, let's move on to Jeff. Let's do Jeff. Jeff, Jay, you want to start the timer? Jeff, what have you been playing this week, dude? Uh, I haven't been playing much, basically just a little bit of Siege, which I picked up on PC. Um, the rest of my time has been spent watching the Winter Olympics nonstop. Uh, you know, shout out to Canada. We just got first and second, uh, gold and silver just five minutes ago in women's ski cross. Uh, got our ass kicked by the USA yesterday. They beat us in curling and women's hockey. Um, but yeah, Olympics are cool. Ice skate's awesome. Or, uh, ice dance. If you guys haven't watched that. Uh, Scott Moyer, Tessa Virtue, got gold. You know, it's, I want to give a shout out to like our big sports audience on here. I know they're there. Yeah, all, all, all four of us are. All four of us are railing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's a shame. I agree, with Jeff. I, I agree with Jeff. The Olympics are dope. 
Yeah. So I like quit, I quit put... watching after um, U.S. men's hockey was just sucking. <laughs> they should put skateboarding back in the Summer Olympics. You know, they got snowboarding in the winter, so I don't know. Maybe Tony Hawk can come uh, I back. I think skateboarding is coming, like, not in the next Summer Olympics, but the Summer Olympics after, from what I recall. Anyways, that, that's, that's been my week. Uh, but Siege on PC is good. Um, I'm ready for Season 3. They got the Outbreak uh, coming out, a new mode. It's basically like a three-man co-op, uh, kind of like Left 4 Dead-esque uh, version. It'll be that interesting to see really how that good, plays by the way, Jeff. Uh, in Siege. It does, yeah. It's only a limited-time thing, which sucks. It's like four weeks. Um, so hopefully they extend that or bring it back. It seems like a waste to build up all those character models and enemies and design that whole thing only to have it for a month. Do you guys but think I'm... if there's enough fan outreach or enough fan outcry, if it's popular enough, do you think do you think they'll keep it around? Yeah, yeah I'm sure they'll yeah at least keep it around or like introduce it periodically. Like it'll come back from time to time. It, well, I don't think it'll go away forever. That just seems like yeah, a waste. Unless it's it like totally bombs and nobody likes it. Or. I don't know. Jeff, let me ask you this. Do you think they're afraid that people will like it so much that they won't want to play the base game anymore, kind of like Fortnite? No, because I, I feel like, the. I mean, there's only certain operators available in Outbreak. You can't play as all of them. Certain ones are balanced and tuned okay, for the game. I didn't know that. Um, and I, like, yeah, maybe there's some people that will buy the game and that's all they'll play, but I feel like the people who play Siege, the millions of people, it, the bread and butter of the game is still the base thing. So I don't think that's really uh, too much of a worry. And they've got enough player count. On all platforms, I think they don't need to worry about fragmenting it between the two either. So, yeah. Um, okay. But I don't see why they wouldn't want to keep it around. The cosmetic packs, you can only buy them with real currency. You can't earn them in-game, which some people are upset about. But it's like, man, if it's popular and they're making lots of money off that, it seems silly to me to just get rid of it. I but, agree completely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jeff, uh, anything else, my man? Sorry, no, I, I muted myself. Okay, I was going to say, I don't take that silence as a no. I muted it, and then I went to hover over unmute, but my, like, Chrome window popped up over top of it, and I couldn't click it. So. <laughs> Anyways, okay. carry on. Well, we will move on to my man, Zach. Zach, let's uh, let's uh, let, let's reset the clock and uh, okay. get into what Zach's been playing. Uh, yeah, so I can keep it brief. Uh, I similarly uh, have been playing a lot of Siege on PC. I now own it on uh, all three platforms where you can own it, which is ridiculous marcel would be proud he would marcel would be proud um it's really good uh on pc um but similarly i have been playing the outbreak mode uh in the test server uh there's no nda uh so i can briefly say it's it's pretty good uh it does remind me a lot of left for dead but there are some uh cool siege formula things like um protecting uh uh valuable targets and and that sort of thing um the new character models are good. Uh, it feels like they revamped a lot of the design and, and graphics for this mode, which is crazy, again, for it being a limited-time mode. Um, part of my guess is that this mode will come and go, um, because each time it comes and goes, that's an article that can be published that's that's increased uh, a discussion around the game. Um, it's, it's good. I think we'll see it a lot this year. Um, it, it shouldn't work for a Tom Clancy game, but damn, it does. Zach, let me, game. Zach, let me ask you a question about outbreak mode. Do the shooting sure. mechanics? So I've played Siege. Um, do the shoot? So and this sounds a little a little bit more uh, trigger happy than the actual base game yeah. does. Um, oh, it absolutely is. Yep. Do the shooting mechanics in Siege uh, allow for a smooth transition into something that's more trigger happy, or do you find, or or or, or is or has the style of gameplay changed at all? Uh, so they've done some things that are specific for outbreak mode. 
Uh, for example, some of the reloads and some of the characters are faster to lend it uh, a little bit better to the mode. Okay. Um, and also, they, they've intentionally made it so I think there's only like eight characters that you can play as uh, in Outbreak currently. So some of the operators from the base game won't be there. Um, and that's just because they don't flow well with the new mechanic. Uh, it's. It, I was talking to Marcel about this. Um, and it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't work, but damn, Outbreak is a lot of fun. Um, but you were, you were kind of mentioned earlier, do you think it'll pull away from the uh, current audience? I don't think it will. Uh, I think the game said they a couple months ago they announced 25 million players, now they're up to 27. That's unbelievable. I, I think Siege uh, is, is here to stay, and I think this new mode uh, will definitely find an audience. Guys, it's be is, good. Is, is, are, let me ask, like, this is for the whole group. It, are Ubisoft, are, are they not masters of the turnaround? I mean, first Siege... And now, um, uh, For Honor is experiencing a huge turnaround. Uh, and over... division, and, and the division, the division, and the, uh, Finn. That's a great fucking I, point. I, I think I, what we've seen with, uh, or oh, sorry, go ahead, Finn. I, I just want to make one quick point. And I'll defer to you. Is that uh, the difference? I think between Ubisoft games and other games with services that that struggle is that uh, Ubisoft does not let an initial poor response or not blow it out of the water reception stop them from supporting their game like all of these games most people had forgotten siege was a thing when it started to finally turn around yeah uh and that that is i think a testament to them and their take on it is that they keep supporting it they keep giving it emphasis and then it always seems to turn around and benefit them and i really wish more people would do that rather than uh throw their game under the bus fire the team and move on like can you imagine if mass effect had been given the chance to get that kind of support i can and it will make me weep openly on this podcast and i'm not sure you guys want to see that right now wow wow actually may want to see that because wow loves it when i they've been supporting the multiplayer for uh, still they just released a new patch pack for that like two weeks ago i agree yeah, Yubi is amazing when it comes yeah. to um, oh, support okay. for games. Yeah. Mar- Marcel, get our check in the mail, my man. It's not just their like, multiplayer games either. Um, I, I think they're realizing that they can keep uh, a lot of their games going with these kind of... Um, like with Watch Dogs 2, they had uh, a couple DLC packs, and they had some online events for the online modes there. And then Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, you look at things like they're doing like their Discovery Tour, which is completely free of charge. Um, and you know, again, the, not all these modes and additions are going to be for everyone, but they're really good about just adding to their games continually and trying to make sure that they make something that no matter who you are, you can kind of get in there and enjoy it and make it accessible. Um, and like, like Matt said, like they just, they support it. Even if it's not selling 10 million copies out of the gate, they listen to fans. Um, they're very active on certain communities, especially I know with Siege, um, on the, like the Reddit page and Twitter and stuff like that with the fans, like even if they aren't. Uh, necessarily posting all the time uh like responding to people they are reading everything they you can tell that they listen um because a lot of times you see uh that feedback reflected in the updates and patches for the games and uh, i think that's the important thing is just that kind of level of communication and responsiveness uh and kind of they're ready to give in the direction for the game they say here's our road plan here's what we're going to do here's how we're going to fix what's wrong and that's one thing i think that's frustrated a lot of people with bungie is that they've been pretty poor in that regard um so yeah they're they're killing it right now and i mean like who else is doing all these new ips and trying all these crazy things you know like steep nobody would make that kind of game except ubisoft even if it 
maybe didn't sell, uh, you know, a few million copies and what they're doing with Skull and Bones and For Honor, like just these very different types of games. Well, don't forget Far Cry uh, Primal either, Jeff. I mean, that was a mm-hmm. huge risk for them. Yeah, and that did really well too. Um, you know, I understand some people are kind of a bit tired of that formula, but generally that was another well-received game. So like this generation, I can't think of another publisher really that's, you know, maybe there's been some with bigger hits, more, uh, you know, maybe more impactful or uh, innovative stuff, but on a consistency level, I can't think of anyone uh, that's rolling like Ubisoft is right now. I mean, I would say that in the podcast, I would say that in the podcasting realm, like SDGC is taking the biggest risks by having a sock puppet as their, uh, as their mascot. So in a way you could say that we are pioneering and taking risks in this space, just like Ubisoft is taking risks in the gaming space, Steve. I don't know, Steve. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, what I do want to ask, uh, other than your weird sock puppet thing, is um, <laughs> does this mean that Wildlands will actually be a fun game eventually? Because whoa! Hang on. No. Let uh, me you... let me do a quick advocacy for Wildlands. You just started some right, shit. I, I, I loved it at the start. No, no, no. I, okay, I played okay. It for more than twenty hours, and now I hate myself. Last last Zach, you have a minute. January, they added Ghost Wars, which is a 4v4 PvP multiplayer mode. It is reminiscent of the Ghost Recon Advanced Warfire era. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Like, It's the most fun I've had with Wildlands. I've had Wildlands for like a number of months and I've barely touched it. Ghost Wars is pretty fucking good. I, I'd by, recommend it. If by last January, do you mean three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, it's been that kind of year. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, why don't we let John discuss what he's yeah, been playing? Yeah, don't you guys want to hear what I've been playing this week? Come on, guys. <sighs> so I am going to take a page out of my man Wout's book, and I am going to shill for Iconoclasts. And Wout, please back me up. Cut in whenever I you will. want. Um, and I will also say that I've been playing some Bridge Portal, or some Bridge Constructor Portal. Um, for review, Iconoclasts, uh, 2D platformer, in the vein of, you know, like, you know, your classic Metroidvania game, but it takes its art cues and its gameplay cues heavily from uh, something like Metal Slug, is I think would be a great comparison. Wow, if you would agree. I, I, I don't know. Wow, do you yeah. agree with that? A little slower than that, I think. A little slower, but I'm talking like, you know, like, you know, like the visuals and the explosions. Yeah. Very, Absolutely, very, yeah. Me- yeah, very, very Metal Slug. Um, the story itself is heavily steeped in religious fanaticism. And, um, and man, like for such a colorful 2d pixelated platformer, I was not expecting the level of one story like, and the story gets fucking dark at points and two, the level of writing, the, the writing in Iconoclast is absolutely second to none. I mean, it is just an incredible fucking experience. I'm at the, I'm at the very last boss right now and I have played, so I went through and did everything. So I'm about 22 hours into a 15-hour game, right? So I, I, <laughs> I, I went through and did everything because I'm so in love with this game. Um, the, uh, the like If I had to criticize it, like Robin, who is the protagonist, is a silent protagonist. So, and I generally am not a fan of silent protagonists. I like to be able to know what the character's motivations are, to know what the character's thinking. So in that regard, I feel like that's kind of a letdown. But aside from that... Some of the characters in this game, like Wout mentioned, are just some of the best we have seen in years. And it's because of the writing. Like, the writing, the writing, the writing. I can't stress that enough. Like, Agent Black is one of the... So, without spoiling anything, like, there's this cult that runs the world called the One Concern. And they have these agents, these superhuman agents, that um, 
that receive power from their god and so they are you know they can some of them can shoot lasers from their eyes some of them can shoot you know move really fast and there's this one agent she's one of the main antagonists her name is agent black they, they all have names based on colors like Sil- agent silver agent chrome agent black agent white agent black and i i, I i'll toss it to to wow and finn but agent black is one of the best gaming antagonists in the past five years she is vicious she but but she has a lot of characterization at the near the end of the game you start to see her facade kind of crumble and she starts becoming more mad because everything she believes in is she starts she you know she starts to question her place in things but you spoil stuff i'll kill you i'm not gonna spoil anything i'm not gonna spoil anything (laughs) but agent black is just like i was it's she's one of those characters where whenever she's on screen you stop what the fuck you're doing. Like, you know, sometimes we'll be playing a game and checking Twitter. When Agent Black shows up, you put your phone down, you stop whatever you're doing, and you pay attention to what she's saying. Because ding, she... Ding, ding, ding. Oh. Anyway, Iconoclast, a fucking amazing game. Everybody should play it. And you know what? I'll go over play 30 it. seconds because I'm the man question. up in this piece, and I do whatever I want. Sorry, Jay. Can I ask one question? Yes, please. Oh, boy, better than this game. What's that? Oh, boy. Hell, boy. Hellboy? Owlboy. So, okay, Jay, can you give me one more minute to talk about Owlboy? Is that okay? Give me one more minute to Guys, talk about Owlboy. Guys, let's take a vote here. Who wants, to me, who wants me to talk about Owlboy for one minute? Hard minute. Just go. Alright, I'm just going. Go. I'm going. I'm fucking going. Just the, yeah, just go. I'm going. So, so I finished Owlboy uh, earlier this week. Great game. I will agree with Everybody who says the game is weaker in the back end than it starts off. Um, it is visually one of the most beautiful 2D platformers I've ever seen in my life. It's better looking than Iconoclasts. It's animated better than Iconoclasts. Um, the story is great, but near the end of the game, the combat the, the combat kind of falls off and it becomes super cutscene heavy. And in a 2D platformer, that's never a good thing. Um, plus, the game is buggy. It crashed on me twice. What It actually crashed on me the minute I beat the final boss, which is very difficult, and I had to go back and play through the final boss again, which took me another 30 minutes. Um, but uh, I would say that I prefer Iconoclast to Owlboy simply because of the story and the gameplay. I'm done. I um, only I only ask because you like... It's just like the best fucking game of all time when you first started playing it and then like towards like the, so, late, so late, like, like the latter half of the game, you're like, you're, you're, you're like, man, like, fuck this game. Like, this game, like, the design in this game sucks. To be fair, that's like John with every video game he plays. Like the first, like the first thirty minutes, like game of the year contender, and like five hours later. Okay, first of all, that is not true. And second, the game sucks. I never. Owlboy is the furthest thing from sucks that is possible. However, I will say that the game is considerably weaker in the last five. It's about a ten-hour game. It's considerably weaker in the last four or five hours than it is. Uh, it starts strong and just kind of goes downhill. But the ending will fucking ruin. The ending will kill you. Like the, it is such a incredible ending for a game. Um, Does the owl boy find out that he's not actually an owl, but he was just a boy? He was a real boy the whole time. Um, but uh, I will I will cut myself off there and stop talking about two D platformers. Um, yeah, All right, sounds good. Yeah, man, shut up. But anyway, so we we've so we had thought about we we were thinking about topics tonight, and I had thrown it out to Steve and Wout. Uh, and I said, hey, you know, what do you guys want to talk about? Um, and, we, we, you know, we want to talk about violence in video games, um, especially since that's kind of the big topic right now. Um, before we do that, and I just wanted to mention that real quick because it's, it's going to kind of be a somber discussion. But before we do that, I want to touch real quick on what Wout and Steve are working on. 
So, wow, you have been posting and so a, a lot of art on Twitter, for example. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just do a quick uh, uh, thing on it. So I have a, a three-year-old daughter, and um, every time we do, like, little things to get a craft, either it's drawing or, or painting or, or even Play-Doh, all she wants me to do is make Elsa for her. And I have never drawn in my life. So this year or last year, I was like, you know what, next year, I'm going to learn how to draw just to blow her little mind. Uh, so that's what started off my uh, project, Elsa. And I've been doing it for like 53 days in a row now. So every day I just take an hour in my evening to draw an Elsa princess for her. And to be honest, it's a lot more fun than I thought it would be because uh, I've never really been creative in that aspect. Like I've always been a writer, words kind of guy. Um, but I've always wanted to learn how to draw. And I'm slow, um, but I, I guess it takes like 10,000 hours to, to get remotely good at it. But it's um, it's a good stress reliever, I think, because it forced me to just take a break uh, and not stare at a screen um, all the time. So it's fun. Uh, like I, I post it live as a little bit of a, of a diary, and I'm going to keep the book. So when she's like 45 and she goes into my crawl space and she finds these books, <laughs> I hope it's a good memory for her to uh, to go through. Um, but it's fun. I, I like I like doing it. It's uh, you know anything for the for the tiny one. Is she but, not uh, taking part in your drawings? No, no. That's that's you... actually it's me drawing. It's not her. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, she's not like watching you do it. Or no, no. I I show her uh, just to like. So who's this? And she goes like Elsa. I'm like yes. <laughs> that's adorable. That's, how, that's yeah. how you know you're getting close. Okay. So, so that's right. So wow, you're telling us that you have never drawn before? Because no, you are extremely never. talented. No. Well, I don't know. I, uh, if you draw the same thing every day for an hour, I think at some point you kind of have to get it right by chance. Um, so, But every month I try to get a new model. So I've done two now. Um, but, you know, I, I follow it line by line. I have it on my screen or uh, I, I was going to show you, but I don't have my camera on. Um, so I'll, hopefully I'll get there. But ask me to draw a banana and I can't even fucking do it now. I, I'll use it also. Eyebrows. Someone yeah. will say banana, and you'll just draw Elsa instinct. Yeah, you'll get like an eyebrow or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to a... uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. Wow. Oh no, and for the rest, uh, I, I'm gonna restart the podcast that uh, I used to do when I was with uh, Daily Crate. Um, so that's hopefully gonna be fun. Uh, we're, I'm going to record the first episode tomorrow also with Steven. Uh, if I can get my webcam to work, uh, that is. And we'll be um, talking Black Panther tomorrow. Ooh, very good. I want to give a, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, 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 Anthony John Agnello uh, from Continue Podcast and Games Beat in chat. Our boy. Anthony. My man, Anthony in chat. Show up more. Anthony, show up more often, man. We love you. Um, we need to get you back on. Uh, wow, anything else you want to talk about in the gaming space that you're working on, man? Leading up the past? From the game, no, I've, I've been, you know, starting to uh, get my own thing up again. Um, it's it's fun to write for others, but I figured I'll give it a try under my own own flag now. So it's uh, slow but sure. Awesome. Dude, you're doing a fantastic job. In, in fact, uh, uh, Mitty in chat, who's an artist, she say that, let me say that your art, your stuff is pretty impressive. Ah, oh, um, thanks, Mitty. That's so cute. And uh, Anthony actually says, I'm sorry I missed the beginning of the show. I was caught up in Celeste. I'll pick his brain on that later because I still have not finished Celeste. Uh, Steve, dude, my man, what have, you, what have you been working on recently, dude? Um, I can't talk about what I'm working on right now, but I don't think it'll surprise anyone when we do announce what it is. We're just carrying on with our uh, virtual reality stuff at Clouded Games. 
So, yeah. So Stay tuned for announcements on that. So let me ask you this then. Um, so I know from conversa- a, convers- a quick conversation uh, that you and I had before we went live that um, for, and for anybody in chat who doesn't know, Steve is uh, Steve and Neil Blomkamp. You know the you know the director of Cousins. Steve, you yes. were a consultant on some short films that Neil did, um, and and it, so and and I know that there was a lot of buzz around that in the video game community because he was using video he was using video game tech essentially to create these short films of his, and it's it like so. One, what can you tell us about that? And two, was this, is this leading up to something? Uh, well, yeah, it's all it's all about uh, experimentation with him. So the whole point of the art studios was to just be free of like the Hollywood restrictions and stuff, and just make whatever is in his mind and see what people like. And if they uh, sort of if it resonates with people, then keep making what they like. Uh, which is why each short is so different from the other one. Um, so the, regarding the game technology thing, I mean, Neil's all about like, continuing with the experimentation theme. He's all about like just trying new stuff. So that whole partnership with Unity, continuing the Adam series, uh, he just wants to make new, like, find new ways to make new films. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. That, that yeah. dude, that's outstanding. Um, oh man, I do. I'm so fucking curious about what you're working on, though, man. I know you can't talk about it, but. If you Damn. if you can't talk about what you're currently doing, can you talk to people? Uh, tell people in the uh, audience what you've done in the past and how they can check out some work uh, from oh, before. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, Brad. sure. Yeah, going. that's a good idea. Uh, so, uh, Clouded Games, we make uh, virtual reality adventure games, uh, specifically an episodic series called The Gallery. And we were a launch title for the Vive. Uh, Clouded's got a long history of like inventing all the all the stuff that VR basically takes for granted now, which is pretty cool, like uh, just comfort mode and snap turns and all the standard industry practices are actually like stuff they were dicking around with ages ago. Uh, so there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of sort of us just trying to figure out what's fun and what's cool, and the fans seem to like it. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Steve, let me just say that you are fun and cool, my man. Oh, so, I'm paying him. Even yes. <laughs> and you're not even wearing your Saki shirt, man, and I'm shilling for you. So I will is... fix that. Oh, is he gonna put his Saki shirt on, my man? Look at that, he's going to do it. Um, okay. I, I, I finally, I, I beat him down. I broke him down enough to where he's actually gonna do it. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and uh... okay. So I just want to point out that Finn's camera was off, and when he turned it back on, it was like a slideshow, and I saw Caitlin like. Apparate past him like some kind of spirit. Oh God! Here we go. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Well, the fucking dumpster fire starts. Oh, look at that! Here it is. Look at that! Oh shit! That is doesn't really go with this. That is Kylo Ren jersey. The most. (laughs) The height of fashion. That is the most incredible thing. I have ever seen, and I'm not going to confirm to you. I'm not going to tell you whether or not that's a good, incredible, or bad, incredible. I just can't get over like how such a bad crop job ended up on merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead, it all goes to charity. I hope it actually all yeah. goes to charity. It actually did. It actually did. It all went to charity. Every I dollar, can assure you, I made no money off of that. Every dollar went to charity. I just want to point out that right now, Steve is wearing a shirt with an eldritch being on it so because that's what Saki is look at that proud Pratt you guys think for one minute I'm not wearing mine to PAX by the way you're fucking wrong 
Uh, I totally would have bought one if it wasn't like $30 shipping to Canada. <laughs> That's your, yeah, we come, need come live in America, Jeff. The sales come to America. The we donated all of it to Charles Play. So. so I want to go ahead and move on to... Dick of the charity. <laughs> fucking Steven that shirt. Holy shit. Um, so I want, I want to move on Ooh. to our, our kind of our big topic tonight. Like, yeah, and I, as I had mentioned earlier, I had asked Steven Wout... Uh, if there was anything they particularly wanted to talk about, and they had what is a, a really, you know, a, a really good and relevant topic, uh, and it's it's violence in games, and it's especially important now because of what happened in Parkland, uh, you know, at Parkland High School in Florida recently. Now, if anybody was watching the, uh, you know, the Republican CPAC today, um, while that was going on, Donald Trump made some comments about the state of violence in video games, and. He stated that uh, he stated that you know it's a problem. You know, people. St- you know, there was word going around that he wanted to ban violent video games, um, which he can't do because it's already been it's protected. You know, it's protected speech under the First Amendment, and we've already had a vote on this. And even with you know, he would need sixty votes. And so like, there's been a lot of freak out on the internet about what Donald Trump wants to do with video games. And every time we have a school shooting, we go through this, right? You know, it's. Um, well, what do we ban next? Like, you know, what's the problem? You know, how can we fix this problem? You know, it's not guns. We got to ban something. We got to ban something. We got to ban everything but guns. Um, and we wanted to talk about uh, about violence in games and whether or not it's actually a problem. And before we begin the conversation, I want to start with Wout because he had some really good things to say in a DM that him and I and Steve were on. I want to just throw throw out something that was in the uh, USA Today uh, talking about violence in games. And uh, I think these are I think these are important statistics uh, to know about. So Villanova University psychologist and researcher Patrick Markey says, all we can really say for sure is that there does not appear to be a link at this time between violent video games and school shootings. And if and the, here's the important part: if there is a link, it goes in the opposite direction. That is, school shooters are actually less likely to be interested in violent games than their peers. A few, such as Virginia Tech gunman uh, Sway Hui Cho, I can't, sorry, I'm buzzing right now, had no interest at all, a fact that surprised his roommate who thought that it was weird he didn't play video games. In fact, only about 20% of school shooters play video games compared with about 70% of high school students overall. And then he went on to say that um, school shooters as a group tend to do things that aren't typical of their peers. Now, as we all know, typical teenage behavior involves uh, playing video games, many of them violent, and he says it's just a sign of a healthy childhood to do things that our peers do, even if parents don't like it. And I'm sure we can all, we were all teenagers at one point. Zach is technically still a teenager compared to some of us. So we could all, compared to some of us, Zach, compared, okay. compared to me, okay. who was 37 years old. Um, so, so yeah, um, and then uh, I'll, I'll end on this, and I'll, throw, I'll we'll start off with Stephen Wild, because I really want to get their, per, their perspective on this. The perceived games and violence connection is nearly as old as the first-person shooter video game itself. After the Columbine attack in 1999, victims' families sued more than two dozen game makers, saying games such as Doom, a first-person shooter that teen gunman Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold played, desensitized them to violence. Now, a judge dismissed the lawsuits because the games weren't subject to product liability laws. They hadn't failed like a badly wired toaster, which I think is a great analogy. But the lawsuits and post-Columbine uproar in Congress added to a heated debate that had pushed the industry to adopt a rating system, the ESRB, similar to that of movies. So, and, and now here we are, right? Like we've been through multiple school, sh- school shootings. We've been through Sandy Hook. We've been through um, you know, uh, the, the shooting in Paducah, Kentucky. We've been through what just happened in Florida. 
and I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the about the current state of violence in video games and whether or not it has an effect on formative minds or whether or not we can or should do anything to either censor content in violent games or do more to prevent the sale of or the sale of uh, violent video games to minors. And I want to start with WoW because WoW, you had some great things to say in chat. I'd like you to expound on that if you don't mind. Yeah. So so to start off, I, I am heavily in the camp that I don't think that playing uh, violent video games turn you into a maniac. Um, but what I always worry about is when this topic comes up. Any anytime video games are either under scrutiny or under attack or or being looked at by people that don't know much, the gamer community tends to not show their best selves. Yep. Um, like we get the knee jerk reaction where we hunker down and nothing else matters than to protect our games, and I think that is doing a disservice to the to the conversation that could be had like i don't think we need to explain again how it's not related to real life violence but i think there's still conversation to be had about how we consume violence in in our media in our video games because there's a reason why these games uh, sell so well and why it's such a stable staple in in our entertainment like violence gun gunfire and all those things uh, and i think that there's some interesting conversations to be had and what I think most of all is that it might not be the content itself that could that is is a problem, but I think there should at some point uh, someone should take a look at uh, communities around video games because I think there there might be something there that we need to take a closer look at because um, when when you go through some of these communities. Um, Nowadays, and this is super strange to me, when you go online, and, and let's not call the gaming community, but internet communities in general, there are people who idolize these kind of events. Like there are websites that talk about high scores when it comes to um, uh, school shootings. And by that, you kind of bring in the video game flavor like, on like, these things. Like anybody's still playing games for fucking high scores, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it, 1980s? I, yeah, that's, um, that always kills me. But we, and I, I say we as, as the game community, often have an immediate knee-jerk reaction to throw ourselves on the, onto that grenade um, and not have the conversation at all and, or just dis, uh, like dis, be dismissive of the conversation. And I think there there is something there that we, that we could help either educate, and I don't think we can educate these regulators by um, just uh, brushing this off. Yeah. I think, yes, we need to have that conversation and we need to send the best of our best to, to have this conversation. Um, and that does not always happen. So I, I see Steve. Steve has a very thoughtful look on his face. And uh, Steve, I want to get your I want to get your, I want to get your take on this. Oh no! Well, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page as uh, Walt, but um, part of me was just thinking it's so dismissive of all the things that play here to even single out games. Like, like there's a conversation. I'm okay. Give me a second. There's a conversation to have there, but there's so much at play already feeding into this whole kind of super violent aggressive culture that to to conveniently look at games or any media or some sort of scapegoat as the thing to focus on and fix 
just wipes everything else under the rug. It's it's kind of frustrating. Uh, I don't know. It's just yeah. It just well, we get defensive about it, right, Steve? I mean, because because this is a hobby we love, and when yeah, we, when somebody, especially the most powerful man in the world, says, you know, well, maybe video games are the problem. It it makes all of us, and maybe you guys feel differently. And this is for the whole group now. It makes it, it it sounds like it makes me feel like you know well maybe you're the problem like that's what that's what you're really saying right is that it's not it's not even the games it's the people playing them. But this um, entire thing is how insular the whole issue is just to like the states almost because video games are everywhere and there aren't school shootings everywhere. That's yep. yeah exactly yeah that's a fantastic yep. point. Um, Zach, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I have a couple things and it, it's mostly just iterating on things you've already said. Um. First of all, I, I don't think that um, the Trump administration or, or con- the conservatives or even some uh, NRA mouthpieces who, who uh, say the same thing genuinely believe it has anything to do with games. Um, I think that the conversation right now is that the general public is on the offensive against guns, um, and they know if they look at video games, they can go uh, – people people who are on the offensive about guns will suddenly become defensive and talk about their, their games or their movies that are violent. Um it's. I, I think it's genuinely a, a distraction uh, from the bigger conversation at hand. Um, I mean, like, I, I don't need to sit here and tell you that I've played violent games forever, and I, uh, I would never hurt someone. I none of you guys would either. It, it's, it's not even worth suggesting. Um, this is a distraction. There, there's nothing more to it than that. Well, you know, and and so like we've got several people on this podcast right now who do not live in the United States, right? You got Steve, you've got Wout, and you've got uh, Jeff, you know, who do not live in the United States. And Jeff, I'll throw it to you. Um, in Canada, I, I, I don't know, so I don't know what gun laws are like in Canada, but you guys consume uh, video games just like we do, um, albeit more exp- more expensively, unfortunately, um, <laughs> but. Canada Canada doesn't have the problems that we do with with gun violence but I mean you've played Far Cry you've played Grand Theft Auto I, I mean I, I, violent games sell sell just fine in Canada and you don't share our our problem with with mass shootings not just school shootings but mass shootings um and Jeff I wanted to ask you seeing as how you guys consume just as many games as we do why do you think that is um I mean it's there's so many different directions that this can go. Um, and like Wout said, there's some really interesting ways to come about it. So like, I just want to explore a couple of them. Uh, you know, first of all, when I guess we'll start with what you just said, like talking about the difference between Canada and USA. Um, a lot of people think that Canada doesn't have guns, which is false. Uh, you know, I live in Alberta, which is a uh, very like prairie province, a lot of farms and stuff here. And there's yeah, basically everyone outside the city probably has some sort of hunting rifle. Um, it's a very popular pastime, and uh, you'll have to forgive me. I actually don't know what what the exact process is for buying a. No. And I, I, don't, I guess I don't want to get too far away from the video game subject, but that's just one aspect of it. You, it's not as easy, and you can't get the same weapons you can. And yes, we play the same games. We watch the same movies. Uh, but the culture is the big difference, I think, uh, when I see Canada versus USA. And a lot of that culture in the US, I think, comes from that Second Amendment. And people, you talk about knee-jerk reactions, defensiveness. People aren't using their brains. 
they just think that they have this right yeah. and they don't go to the step of wondering, do we need this right? Maybe this should be changed. Maybe things that were the case 300 years ago are different now with advances in technology and society and the way that we operate. Um, so like from a societal perspective, that's how I see it when it comes to games themselves. Um, I think that there is a very good debate to be had here. Maybe there are some things, not that games are causing this violence, um, but maybe there is something like Wout said about sensitivity to violence. I think the important distinction, and it's different for every kid and different for every family. We talk about parents controlling the message and controlling the content that their kids consume. Everyone has a different level and different age when they're ready to uh, engage in that. I think a lot of kids are too young to deal with it. But the important thing is being able to separate reality from fiction. Um, a big part of games is that power fantasy, feeling like you're in control. And I think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from is, and where it's different from movies because you're actually in control and you're doing this. You're making that motion. You're pulling that trigger uh, to shoot people. But like for me, when I play a game, when I play Rainbow Six Siege, I don't even feel like I'm killing people. Like I'm shooting targets. I'm shooting pixels. Like it's a game. The objective is to win that match. I'm not feeling like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm murdering a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, well, well, and that's – but a lot of kids can't make that distinction. So – and when they grow up with this, maybe they aren't able to separate – that as much and maybe it's not about games making them killers but maybe it's just now they're so used to this shooting and guns and ammo and uh you know like it just they don't have that same visceral reaction when they hear about these shootings or see these things on the news maybe it does desensitize them a little bit and maybe that is still a valuable discussion but i don't even know how we'd go about dealing with that so sorry to ramble on that's just my thoughts no dude you're good um so you know what here's my thing like i don't want my son who's nine years old i wouldn't want him playing call of duty i would i wouldn't even want him playing halo really i mean he's nine but at at the same time i i don't have a you know like I, i i trust his ability to tell right from wrong and i i trust him to know i trust him to know what to do even at nine like you know everybody has a moral compass i believe right we can either choose to believe, we can either choose to follow our moral compass or we or, or we don't and you know the, you know the people who do these school shootings you know it, it, it frustrates me when people just not only blame it on video games but blame it on mental illness as well because i mean i have gad i mean i suffer from mental illness i'm not fucking crazy i'm not going to go shoot anybody um, but you know it's all about scapegoats like like a few of you guys have mentioned um, and I, I i don't like scapegoating at all but th- there's something that somebody in chat, it was E of the Dead mentioned, that I, I think is important to talk about as well. Uh, he says, nobody ever talks about the violence done to gamers. Um, and a good example is he used the example of people being pissed off about Gordon Freeman uh, and Gordon Freeman avatar in Final Fantasy XV multiplayer. <laughs> um, you, know, I, you know, or, uh, you know what? Just look at the era thread that got fucking shut down after five pages talking about uh, Phil Spencer's comments at Dice about about uh, diversity in Microsoft. They had to shut that fucking thread down, and there were bans being thrown around, thrown around, you know, left and right. Um, look at you know, look at GamerGate. I mean, I mean, gaming is a nasty fucking space sometimes, and you know what? Honestly, like in a way, I don't blame people for immediately turning to video games. And I'm only saying in a way, because we are sometimes so cruel and and verbally abusive to each other that I feel like, I, I feel like it's, na- I don't know, you guys tell me what you think, but I think it's, I feel like it's almost natural for some people to make that leap. You know, like these are a bunch of disturbed well, individuals who are like, at each other's fucking throats constantly. Look, look at Gamergate, right? I mean, that, 
uh, whether or not that, you know, that obviously doesn't encompass all gamers, but that largely spawned from the video game community. That movement, uh, there's some good articles on there, was a big reason Trump got elected. Uh, it played a big role in that. And uh, like Wout said, like these communities surrounding gaming can be so toxic, whether or not they're directly performing or perpetuating violence, they absolutely encourage the hatred and that kind of culture of anger and toxicity that uh, these people, you know, it's not playing the video games, but it's being part of these communities and it, that builds up inside them. And a lot of times I think that's what causes or leads to these events. Um, so. Yeah. And I think the general desensitization to, to these things is when, when you see an incident like this happen, like for me personally, it breaks my heart. I, 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 I the older I get, the more trouble I have even reading up on it, but then you see the jokes. Um, and there is definitely a certain type of community that will jump on the occasion to meme this, these kind of things. And I think that level of desensitization is a community problem. And I would not be surprised if there is definitely an overlap between some of the more notorious gaming communities and those kind of people that make that joke. Um, and if if you if you have people who do not know who are not as ingrained as we often are in these communities, just see the uh, slight connection to gaming or gamers, then they're gonna zone in on that like like a hawk, and then we send the angry troops out to like fight him, um, which only makes it look worse. Um, so, like John said, I'm not surprised that people will always look for that connection because uh, it's it's a bad bad rap even though there's so much good uh, at the same time um it's not as prevalent i think yeah. i think um part of it is how many kids game it's not just gaming it's something to do with sort of our youth at large where this kind of anonymity can really feed into some very negative behaviors and we're just not discussing that we're rather yeah. looking to other stuff instead which is very unfortunate there's a really good yeah. um there was a really good medium article last year about pippet pig videos on youtube that are like are developed not like developed by like the actual um like creators of pippet the pig but like russian people and they're more violent than like regular pippet pig videos are but because they're free on youtube like parents allow their kids to watch it Oh man, don't get me started on YouTube algorithms with with, with kid stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm 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 only bringing this up. I'm only bringing this up because I feel like for a lot of parents, like video games are a substitute for a babysitter. Sure. Uh, yeah. like the kid, I feel like most of the time the kid will be like, "I want to play this Call of Duty," and the parents just like so sick that they just want, want their kid to for the kid okay. and let them play. I just want to point out, guys, real quick, like age. Real quick, Jay, I'm sorry to interrupt. My computer wants to install fucking updates, and I don't know how to stop it. Cool, Microsoft! It's Microsoft. You can't stop it. You just strap in. Are you fucking serious? Cool. It's going to oh, take the fucking stream offline if it does this. Does it give you a time when it's going to restart? It just said it just said starting soon, and I'm like, no, wait. I don't want to do that. Like, what the? <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> I don't want to fucking exciting. do this. Uh, I'm not ready for this. Here. Yeah. If we go <sighs> offline, that's why. Classic yeah. John. Be fucking yeah, classic John. Classic SDGC. Anyway, yep, please continue. Really. Please continue this important debate on video game violence. While I'll, I try I'll, to figure I'll, this I'll out. continue. Um, I didn't really play. I didn't really play M-rated games until I was like fifteen. I got caught playing Vice City when I was eight, and I got 
grounded for it. So I had like a legitimate fear of playing M-rated games until I was like old enough to like ask my mom, "Hey, can I give you money to like buy me a game?" I mean, I I think I knew as a 15 year old like a lot of violence in video games is over exaggerated, and like the video game reminds you at times that like you're playing a video game. My eight-year-old self, like when I was playing Fight City, I probably did feel like, like a murderer, like killing random NPC characters. But as a 15-year-old, I kind of got that like GTA is supposed to be kind of like satire, general. Well, I feel like we're not I mean, giving people... kids enough credit for like differentiating reality and virtual reality. I just want to point out that a lot of the adults are worried about that sort of. I think I should it. ask themselves that question. I, I, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is like some kids get it and some kids don't get it, you know, and like. Or about like like the parent buying like their eight year old like Call of Duty. It's like maybe the kid feels like violent is a I don't know like a good thing or a positive thing that the parents like buying them this game and encouraging them to play it. Uh, that they have. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, some oversight never hurts, but uh, like like you said, it depends on the kid. Like I had a coworker who let his eight year old play the same games as him which is fine like whatever you know it's your kid don't tell you what to do but every time i saw that kid in a regular play situation like not a video game he was always murdering his sister with his imaginary guns like if i would see that in my child i was like okay maybe we were going to play some stardew valley instead of of uh, and you know make make a garden outside um but I, like steven says like it's up to the parents as well to to if you notice your kid has trouble with um, how to process that kind of imagery and and interactivity, um, then you have to step in, well, and it doesn't have to be for every kid. But yeah, like yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, like I'm not going to lie. Like I never playing like Tekken three and four growing up, and like my cousin and I would try to recreate some of those matches sometimes and like you know we were young like and i'll admit now that it was stupid and like i think we knew it was a video game but sometimes like the, the kids the, sometimes kids like don't you know it's like video game they think they can do it in real life uh, i i have distinct memories when i went to watch the ninja turtles when it came out like the the live action one like pretty much me and all my friends were all doing flying high kicks like as soon as we left the theater like that is just fact like you want to do that when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we weren't killing anyone, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to play football, too, and all that other stuff. It's... There's not a lot of football movies out there, though. No, well, I mean, your Idolize Your <laughs> yeah. Heroes or whatever. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But that, that, that's... Like, I have a garden in my backyard because it played 200 hours of Stardew Valley. I'm not going to lie. Uh... Yeah. Well, and I, I think one thing that we quite we, we haven't quite touched on is... is um, And I think this is different than, than previous... Um, huge uh, uh acts of, of of violence in the states is that um the people who who we might consider to be the most vulnerable to violent games are the people who are making the loudest noise uh against uh guns right now right yeah um we are we are seeing young people uh this this shooter's peers um coming out against firearms uh this isn't like young people uh are okay with guns uh in uh, mass um and I think that's really encouraging. And I, I totally think there's there's been a lot of really good points made about uh, online communities and the language we use to each other and, and, and even the behavior we use with online avatars, whether it be in VR or just standard uh, multiplayer, is, is awful and toxic. Um, 
but I, it's it's a definitely a separate conversation from like, is this leading to to Columbines or or Parkland shootings? Like, no, right? No. Well, like, well, and, you know, let's take that a step further, right? Like, let's look. So, the United States is the world's number one consumer of video games, right? Like, we consume and play more video games than any other nation on earth. We're it. The number two is the UK, right? The UK is the world's second largest consumer of video games. It's the second largest market for the gaming industry, right? And then I believe the third is Germany, I believe, and then uh, Australia and Japan. I think I've got that right, but I know the UK is number two. Um, and then you've got China. China is, China is a huge – China is growing to be a huge consumer of video games, right? Um, each one of these countries don't have the problems with mass shootings and violence that we do, right? No. People, politicians, and concerned parents in the United States want to constantly blame video games, right? And, of course, we get all defensive about it. And we say, well, no, video games are the problem. But what these people don't st- stop to, to, to think about is, is that countries like the UK, for example, which have banned guns, countries like Australia, which have banned guns, there hasn't been a mass shooting in Australia since 1996. That was their last one. Um, and it's already... It, we're two months almost into 2018 and we've, we've had what 10 mass shootings in the United States. Um, most of them at schools. Um, there is a, there is a commonality here that ties all of those together and it's not video games. It's, it's guns. And I don't want to, I don't want to turn this political. I don't want to start shilling for let's ban all the guns. Cause I don't necessarily think that's the answer either. Uh, simply because you just can't do it here. Um, but Video games, so there have been studies made that that show cause or not causality but correlation when you talk about violence in games and violence in the real world, right? And people get these two terms mixed up. People say, oh, well, there's there's you know, there's correlation, but what correlation is showing two things happening at the exact same time, causation is 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 one thing being the result of something else. And if you look at the crime statistics in the United States since 1995, when video games really started to come into their own at Super Nintendo, the Genesis, every year since then, crime in the United States has gone down, like clockwork. These are FBI statistics. So, you know, we heard the same song and dance in, in 2012, you know, when Wayne LaPierre, who's the head of the, uh, of the NRA, after Sandy Hook, he got up there and he said there, and I'm quoting him, he said there is a... There is a there is a shadow there is a shadow industry in the United States peddling vicious violent video games that are corrupting our youth. And then he said, "Isn't fantasizing about killing someone as a way to get your kicks just the filthiest form of pornography?" That's what That's he said. Like I'm man. quoting this man. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would venture. So I want to ask you guys: Has anybody here ever fantasized about killing someone to get your kicks when you're playing a video game? Obviously, nope. The an- obviously the answer is no, right? So I guess I, I, I guess my question is: Is when you you know, and this is for the whole group when you when you look at what's happening with violence um, in the United States and you and, and and the lack thereof in countries like Japan and the UK and Australia and Germany and Spain and the Netherlands and every and China and every other fucking country where people consume video games on mass and there's no violence like this how do we how do we how do we make the point to politicians to lawmakers to concerned parents how do we say this isn't the fucking problem 
look at something else. I'm not, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's all guns, it's all guns. I'm, that, that's not the point. This is a video game podcast. But what I want to know from you guys is how do we get the point across to people? I think, um, like Wout said, you need to get people from the game community, from the games industry really involved um, and get them to educate these people and kind of work with them uh, and you work with them and work with the communities and try to uh, weed some of this stuff out, you know, be harder on, especially maybe some of the platform holders, um, you know, improve the reporting process for the toxic people, like improve the culture around games. And that will, I think, improve the perception of them. Uh, but there needs to be action from both sides. Obviously, uh, you know, the, these people need to open their minds a little bit and realize it's not as black and white as they think it is. But um, well, it's absolutely right. The, the games community gamers and the people leading uh, the charge there need to step up as well and really say like, Hey, this isn't what we're are about and we're going to show you by fixing it. So I, I want to throw it real quick. I want to throw it to Steve real quick and get his opinion on it because Steve, again, like it, it, down where you're at, I, I mean, violent video games, I don't believe have the stigma that they do or video games in general. I don't believe have the, have the, have the, have the stigma that they do here. Uh, not with politicians and not with not with parents. Now I, I could be wrong, but I want to know as somebody who doesn't live in the United States, how do you how do you get that across to lawmakers? How do you how do you show them or how do you convince them? Look, games and the people who play them are not the problem. Uh gee, well I mean it, it ties into what we've been saying before. Uh, my number one fix for anything is is empathy, which which leads everything else. So just leave uh, lead by example. Uh, be the presence online you want to be kind of thing. Uh, interact with these lawmakers the way anyone would in a respectful manner. Uh, just simple education would answer all these questions. Because when you kill someone in a video game, you're not like, oh, I fucking murdered that dude. You're engaging in a game and a competition and defeating them in a just the same way you defeat someone in any sport. And I think everyone understands that. They're not there to, to end lives. They're there to beat people at a game, if it's a competitive that sort of game. So a lot of where these lawmakers are coming from is just not even understanding that. They see the visual representation out of context and freak out about that. So I, I have know. my own opinions on it, but I, I, see, I, see, I see Zach chomping at the bit. Zach, Zach wants to jump in here and mix it up. Zach, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. no, no, no. I, I, I really don't have much more to add. I, I just, <laughs> I'm just agreeing. I'm just in an agreeable mood. Um, no, I mean, I, I think liquor, everyone else man. is making it's that liquor, that bullet. Yeah, I think I think everyone's made really good points, but but I, I don't really want to ramble. Um, Finn, you've been quiet. You got anything, bud? Yeah, I was just about to say, Finn, why don't you jump out on this, man? Um, I mean, I I was trying to just let the rest of the cast have a go. No, 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 dude, this it's is this is SDGC. Stuff. You fucking interrupt people like I just interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I uh, it, it's a topic that needs a lot more nuance than I feel like I can actually give it. I ever since I was a kid during the Mortal Kombat scenario and the start of all of this talk and during Columbine, it, I've never understood why it has to be a scapegoat because before video games it was rock and roll, it was movie, it was before those it was books and music. Uh, we're always, we're just going to be the more convenient scapegoat. And it just, it makes me sad because I really thought we had progressed past that, at least in the political sphere. Uh, but when sh faced with actual opposition and in, in, engaged and invigorated uh, youth, it makes me sad that they immediately default to this tired uh, refrain. And it makes me sad again, because 
enough time has passed that they'll be able to probably get some traction and support behind this notion because it's been so long since it's even been an issue. And I mean, I think the last time video games popped up in such a negative light was the hot coffee mod for Grand Theft Auto. Oh God, I remember that. That was something else. I, I, I don't know. You don't think Sandy Hook was worse? For uh, blaming video games? Yeah, because a lot of people started talking about how Adam Lanza was, you know, heavily steeped in... in but, but, like, here's the other thing, right? Like, we don't know... We don't know what this guy... His name escapes me, and honestly, even if I did it, I don't want to mention it on the show. But this this guy who, who, who killed the 17 students in Parkland, we don't know what his... We don't know what his habits were, right? Like... People people jumped up and said Adam Lanza had to have been a gamer. We know he was a gamer. He must have been a gamer. It turns out he obsessively he obsessively played Dance Dance Revolution. Did you guys know this? Adam Lanza was no. obsessed with Dance Dance Revolution, and he would play it in the arcade so much that they would have to unplug the machine to get him to go home. So I don't think Dance Dance Revolution drove him to murder. And then uh, the Virginia Tech shooter, which is where my wife went to college. Um, everybody said it, it, who everybody should remember Jack Thompson. I know everybody remembers Jack Thompson. Yep. Um. He was all over the news, Fox News and CNN, saying he was. We know he was a gamer. He played, and I, I love this. He said he was a he. He played a lot of Counter Strike, Half Life, and I'm like, whoa, buddy, you just fucking combined Half Life <laughs> and Counter Strike into something that I don't even fucking comprehend. He would constantly say that Counter Strike, Half Life. He played Counter Strike, Half Life, and I'm like, that that's amazing. Um, but then it turns out that he wrote long form poetry and he didn't play games at all. Um, so, you know, this is something else that people do, right? We, we, something like this happens. Like there was, I think it was two years ago, uh, there was a shooting at the U.S. Naval Yard up in D.C. near where I work actually. And it was a contractor there and he had shot the whole place and people immediately, and he was in his forties and people immediately started asking what kind of games does he play? And it turns out he, he doesn't play anything. You have to remember too, it's because of Columbine and... All reports of Columbine is how they were addicted to dooms, and I mean, like that—that's the template for a shooting. That's what people assume when there's a shooting. Now, it's not our fault. It's just the, that's what the media picks up on. Well, what 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 I think is is sad is that they keep going back to this thing that has been continuously disproven, but gloss over completely the correlation that is constantly connected to these shooters, and that's just a history of domestic violence and abuse. So when we, when we block, well, remember we, we block the CDC from investigating and and tracking some of that data, which is why we don't get more about it. Right. But it's, it's, it's just another factor that they gloss over because video games are uh, the scapegoat. It's an easy scapegoat to point and be like, look at this game with all the shooting and the guns. That's clearly, uh, yeah, the the case of everything. So I want to point out something that Jesse said in chat, and it's really relevant, and then I'll make one more point. He said, all anyone would really have to do is show the death threats studios receive for delaying games and the threats journalists receive for reporting on those delays. Pretty easy to continue scapegoating games when you have that sad collection of tweets and forum posts to paint a picture with, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, and that's kind of what I meant, that we have to do better. And it's not just the game, it's like the media too, because we have tendency and i say we as like games media 
um, to prop up the assholes, like to to highlight the bad stories. Uh, and, I, and I made a comment to uh, the Julia Alexander from uh, Polygon the other day. Uh, she had she she does great articles on YouTube communities and and and, and those things. And she had an, an article on on Logan Paul, and I said like this is a great article. But you know, it would be even better if you follow it up with like an example of greatness in games and we just don't ever do that like we had dr disrespect as trending gamer this year and that is the face we choose year over year yeah to put on the hobby now that yeah and, and, yeah, and yeah that's where we have it to couldn't start. it couldn't be a strong woman in gaming or somebody who does more to help disabled gamers than anybody no, else in life no it had dr. to be fucking disrespect. dr disrespect that's the yeah. trending yeah. gamer yeah oh god don't yeah. get me fucking started on that yeah it, and uh, that's why I'm not surprised that we get scapegoated time after time. It's... Yeah, well, like even even last night, I think some of us probably probably most of us saw this tweet um, from from Boogie, who is huge and, and hugely influential, God, and, and he yeah. and he just said, uh, and, and he just said it's forgivable to, to for jokes. people to joke to, to for yeah. people to joke about this, and like no, no, it's, it's not it's, fucking forgivable. No, don't it, joke about it. It's not forgivable uh. at all. And I I, I just yeah. wasn't yeah. that Boogie. Yes, yeah. boogie. That, was boogie. Yep. that was boogie. Yeah, that the I'm I'm in I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll I'll ask one more question, and then I've got a, a cool PAX announcement to make, and we'll and, and we'll wrap it up. With Donald Trump saying today that you know, hey, we need to really start looking at video games. What do you guys think the reaction is going to be from his supporters in the Gamergate crowd? <laughs> because I was thinking that earlier today. Like, I. I on Facebook today, not related to the games, but like one one of my cousins, he's he's like Trump supporter. He reshared or shared a post or whatever on Facebook, and it's like on sixteen year olds to decide what to do about gun laws, but yet they were eating Tide Pods a couple weeks ago. I mean, I feel like I feel like his supporters like whatever stance you know people who play video games take on games that they're like yeah we shouldn't do this I feel like they're just gonna mock them nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I just I, I don't know I I don't. I don't see. I mean, I mean, it's that. It's not even like it's not even like a hmm. Like what will actually happen? Like you kind of just know what's going to happen at this point, and it's just you know like that's going to be like no we shouldn't do this because of this and then we have the other side that seems to me like because of blah 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 or they're just like you know what like we don't have the same views we don't have the same thoughts like you're, you're just dumb i don't know i i, I think the so. problem i think especially now with this current and again not to get too political um because you know it, it it's you know, I'm not going to tell you you should be a Democrat. I'm not going to tell you you should be a Republican. But with this current administration and the way things are, like, no, I'm not worried that anybody's going to try to ban video games or try to censor video games. I'm not worried about that because that's extremely difficult. But I am more concerned for my hobby than I would be with other administrations simply because this president has made statements heavily critical of the gaming industry in the past. Um, and, 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 you know, like it, we can sit here and, and talk about it all night, but at the, at the end of the day, we're, this is a hobby we love and we're, we, we want to defend it. We're all gamers and we're all good people. Every single one of us is a good person here. None of us would ever hurt anybody. And so 
for me, whenever somebody blame, whenever somebody lays the the blame of a mass shooting or a horrible crime at the doorstep of the gaming community, which is really what they're doing, I feel as though it's an indictment on all of us, and I, that's just something I really, I really can't countenance at all. And that's why it's important that we are also ambassadors for for the people like ourselves, like you know the good guys. Um, Trend and gamer Jeff, pick one of them. Pick one of them. Well, well, hold on. Are you saying Jeff? Any of these like, writers? Oh, well, hold on. Are you saying Jeff is going to be our training gamer of 2018? No, I said Jeff Keeley. Pick any oh, of these white boys. Jeff. I thought. I thought <laughs> Jeff as in Jeff. You're on the podcast. Is going to be nominated for training no, gamer. No, no. You know it's going to be a white boy again next year. Of course it will. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even get. Me I was so upset that either Andrea or or Steve didn't. Win. Steven. Oh. God, I was so upset. But anyway, um. I got a cool PAX announcement to make. Can I, for... for... can I, can I just bring up one more thing really quick? Yeah, no, dude, go ahead. Uh, not, I mean, relate to video games, I guess, in the context I'm going to use it in. Um, I think it was last week when the Fox News um, like you know, host said, like, for LeBron to shut up and just dribble his ball. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, like, you know, sports, sports players shouldn't like, speak on the political views. They're criticizing, you know, an entertainer, someone who plays a sport for a living – Speaking his opinion, Eisen feels the same way about people who play video games or develop video games. But like, they need to speak their opinion on this matter because I mean, if that affects the country as a whole. So I mean, like, don't be scared to you know. So you're cutting out. You're cutting out pretty bad there, man. What was that last part? Don't I'm just gonna say, don't, don't, yeah, don't be scared to like share your views. I mean, like you play yeah. video games, you develop video games, you write about video games. Don't be scared to share your views. Be proud. Of, oh, be proud of yourself. That's a whole other topic. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's one that's... for another week. Um, so before we end, a uh, pretty cool PAX announcement. So I can't say anything about panels yet, but what I can say is that um, I am going to be one of the hosts of Susan Arndt's game show night at PAX. Cool. Um, I'm going to be hosting the Supermarket Sweep night uh, along with uh, Chris Kohler from Kotaku. Uh, so we're going to be, you know, we're going to be working that. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and uh, I'm super excited and nervous about it. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Supermarket Sweeps reruns <laughs> to try to, uh, to to try to 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 get myself ready for that. Uh, I'm extremely nervous, uh, but I, I hope. Um, I hope they let me wear my Saki t-shirt, right? Like, I hope Susan's like, yeah, you can wear your Saki t-shirt. Um, I'm really, I, I don't know if that's, a, I don't know if that's going to be a thing or not, but I'm going to try. But anyway, yeah, that's that's one of the things I'm going to be doing at PAX East uh, this year. Um, so anybody who's going to PAX, uh, please uh, come and attend that. And if you're not attending PAX, uh, we're going to be, uh, somebody's going to be there videotaping it, um, I believe. Uh Finn, uh, you, uh, Finn, you're, you're going. I know JT is going to be with there with me all four days. Finn, you're going to be there too, right? Uh yes. Um, Every day but Sunday. Okay, yeah, awesome. What um, what night is the game night? Uh, game night is uh, it's it's not Sunday, so it'll be uh, so it, it's a continuous thing. It's several nights. I'm going to be hosting one of the nights, which is uh, Supermarket Sweep. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's going to be good. I'm I'm a little overwhelmed by it. Um, but, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then I'll I'll be on a panel that I can't, I still can't talk about the panel. Um, but uh, one of the panels got canceled, unfortunately, just wasn't approved. 
but I'll be on another panel that I still cannot talk about until I get clearance to talk about it. Uh, but anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Man, dude, we didn't have time for a second topic, um, which is good. The balance stuff is good. We had a great time talking about what we're playing. I want to give a special thank you to our boys, uh, Steve and Wout. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, starting with Wout, Wout, where can people find you on the Twitter, uh, on the Twitters, my man? Uh, you, you might want to hide from me on the Twitter instead of looking for <laughs> me specifically. Uh, at the hashtagonist and the O is a zero. Um, I'll be there all week usually, and um, that, that's the main thing I think. Uh, I'm starting a YouTube channel and stuff, but there's like only a trailer on there, so don't don't look for that one yet. I can't wait. Uh, so like, do you have a name for the channel yet? Uh, the Hashcast. The Hashcast. The yes. Hashcast. I love it. Is it, I'm looking forward to that Hashcast X SDGC because you know it's. I will happen. definitely have you guys on at some point. With a name like Hashcast, I'm sure you're going to. Uh get some interesting people coming in oh, well, I, 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 I am Dutch so it's a double whammy you are in Canada. exactly yeah. okay okay <laughs> leaning into it and uh steve blomkamp my friend where can people find you on twitter I, man on twitter i'm at s blomkamp um i talk game dev stuff uh or just pictures of my cat so if that sounds appealing then follow me on there also watch this space i'll be launching a sort of game dev commentary youtube thing called game camp oh i like uh, that i'm still i'm still i'm still figuring it out but i've got all i've got all the social media and stuff tied down for that i just haven't i haven't done anything with it yet because i've been too busy i just and, and i also just want to point out that um when you put your cat in your lap i there were so many wout jokes i wanted to make but i didn't because <laughs> i'm a classy guy and that would have been rather cliched and and expected of me so i i, I refrained i did not do that um and then, of course, uh, to the rest of my boys here, it's I always love sitting down on, on a Thursday night and talking games with you guys. Um, this is the fir- I think this is the only only the third show that Brandon's has missed in in over two years now. This is only the third show Brandon's missed, so it's, wow. it's weird not having him here. Actually, um, one of these days I am going to not be here, and and Jeff is going to host. Maybe it's next week. Uh, Je- I, that's the other thing, Jeff. In case anybody didn't know, Jeff is the official backup host of SDGC. And I may just take next week off and hand the reins over to Jeff. Dear God. Who, who knows? No, actually, Jeff already hosted once. So, dude, Jeff did a fantastic job hosting. And and he wore a tie and a suit and a jacket and everything. <laughs> like, I'm not bullshitting you. He That's did. That's awesome. I don't know if he was wearing slacks or pants, but he definitely had a suit and tie on, which was incredible. It was awesome. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll take the week off next week. And I'll let I'll let Jeff do his thing. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, does anybody have anything else for the group or for chat before we before we get off? Not for me. Saki bless. No. Saki bless. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Steve, thank you for uh, wearing your Saki shirt. I I deeply appreciate that. You're a good man for, for put, <laughs> putting up with us. And uh, okay. Um, as always, guys, Matt Piscatella will be on here again very soon. He's been super busy, but he'll be on to talk about the incredible NPD we just had for January. Uh, and as always, my friends, uh, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next week, uh, take care of each other, and we will see you guys later. <laughs>